0: Uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, um, you need to forgive me for one thing this morning. I've never done this before, ever. Now, I'm getting the message, you, you know, I dialed heaven, and uh, no, I, I normally, I always email my notes for a homily to myself, and then I print them out on Sunday morning. But because I'm two months short of 85, I forgot. So they're on my phone. Uh, so I, I might stumble a little bit. Um, I You need to forgive each other from your heart. Did you just hear that? Yeah, you need to forgive each other from your heart. You knew that. Okay, I was going to give a homily on that, maybe. But I, I decided that I want to give a homily, I want to finish the homily I gave last time. And I know you remember every single word. Now, I don't even remember hardly, Uh, at least I remember some of it. But here's where the homily started. Um, For those who with faith, reverence, and the fear of God enter herein, let us pray to the Lord. I didn't finish it. Uh, And I probably won't completely finish it today, but maybe we'll let it go. But what I want to do with you today is to uh, talk to you about three things that you need to bring to church. You need to bring three things here. Uh, People very often say, I don't get anything out of church. Well, many of you don't get anything out of church. A lot of children don't get anything out of church. You're not going to get anything out of church unless you bring some things to church. Did you hear that? You won't get anything out of it unless you bring some things to it. Now, there may be many things. I'm going to dwell on three. Faith, reverence, and the fear of God. Now, a couple of those are a little scary to some people, but you need them. You really do need them. If you don't come in here with faith, oh, the next 15 minutes, and hopefully not more, are going to be terribly boring. Now, if you came with faith, it's going to be exciting. No, it'll be okay. But if you don't come with faith, what we do here is really silly. I mean, all this stuff and this liturgy business and, uh, and, and all these motions that we make and these things we do, this bread, this wine, and all this talk about the body and blood of Christ and all this singing to Mary that she didn't forsake the world and she intercedes for our salvation... All that stuff is silly, unless you come with faith. Now, it's true, but if you don't come with faith, you won't even understand the truth of it. You just won't get it. Now, when you get to that door, I don't care about the doors out there, okay? But that door, you don't come in that door. Only the choir gets to come in that door. But when you come in that door, you need to bring faith, reverence, And the fear of God. Now, there's some things you need to not bring in. Now, you've got about, hopefully, you've got about 17 minutes to um, lay aside all earthly care. Okay? You do need to lay aside all earthly care. It's better if you lay it aside out there. But there's some other things you need to lay aside out there. You need to lay aside how frustrated you were with your children this morning because they were taking advantage of you because it's Sunday morning. I know that I know some of you have children that are difficult on Sunday morning and they, church is boring, do we have to go? I don't really understand that because my children used to get up in the morning and they'd say, oh, dad, it's, it's Sunday, we get to go to church. No, I understand that. I do understand that. And sometimes you get frustrated with your husband or wife, right? On Sunday morning. And now, now... Uh, Sometimes you can get frustrated with people who are driving on the way to church. Uh, They get in front of you. Or they do something they shouldn't do. Something dumb. Or maybe you listen to the. I do not read the paper on Sunday morning. I don't want to even look at the front page. Why? Sunday morning is not time for me to be disturbed. And maybe something in the paper will disturb me. Growing up, the paper could not be unfolded on Sunday morning in my home. Now I'm thankful. I'm thankful that my dad and mom had that as a rule. The paper couldn't be looked, I mean it couldn't be unfolded because you might see the headlines. No, you need to lay that stuff aside. You need to, you need to lay aside any, any anger that you have towards somebody. You need to, you, you, a lack of forgiveness needs to be laid aside. Otherwise, <coughs> you don't get prayed for when you get in here. Do you know that with, with, uh, for those who with faith, reverence, and the fear of God, that's part of the great litany, and it's part of some other litanies, and the great litany gets prayed in almost every service we have. Almost all of them. Okay, you need to enter with faith. Now, you also need to enter with reverence and the fear of God. I'm going to separate them, but they're a little difficult to separate. Because in the scriptures, they tend to come together. And if I can find it on my phone, I'll read some of them to you because they're important. But I want to take reverence for a moment. I had a friend, I have a friend, but I haven't talked to him for quite a few years. His name was Bill Curry. Uh, he was fourth string center on the Georgia Tech football team when I met him, and he became one of my very closest friends. Of all the kids that I ever worked with in Campus Crusade for Christ, he was one of the closest to me. Uh, he later, uh, he has a Super Bowl ring and uh, he was a football coach at Georgia Tech and the University of Alabama. And, uh, 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 but was a, he was a really good guy, but he was in Greece. On a, uh, I met him, I, I visited Georgia Tech when he was the coach there, and we were chatting out on the field, and he say, he said, John, he said, I went to Greece, and he said, I walked into a church. And he said, the minute I walked into the church, I knew I was someplace special. I mean, the most you could say that he was a hardcore evangelical, but he knew there was something special about that place. You need to understand there's something very special about this place when you walk in those doors. This is not a place to talk about the NFL game this afternoon just not it's not even a place to think about the game it's not a place to think about what you're going to do afterwards it's not even a place to think about what you're going to have for lunch it's just not it is a very special place special how well special for several reasons one it is special because the altars here It's special because we come and we worship here, and we're going to receive the body and blood of Christ here. We're going to praise God here. We're going to pray here. It's very special. But there's a second reason why it's very special. It's very special because all of those around us, it's like Hebrews 12, wherefore seen we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us. In this church you are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. I counted them one day. There's over a hundred of them. They're here. They're here. In the spirit, they're here. There's a third reason why this is a very special place. Because you're here. Epito I don't speak Greek very often. Because I don't actually speak it. but I understand a little bit of it. It's a technical expression. It's an expression in the New Testament. Epito In one place. It's when the people of God are gathered together. It is a very special place. We are the temple of God. We are a royal priesthood. And because you're here and I'm here and we're here together, it's a holy place. It's a place where God dwells not just in the building, but in the people, in you, in me. It's a holy place. Therefore, reverence. 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 Super awe, super respect, consummate, like nothing else that I know on earth. Not in your prayers at home. No, this is beyond that. Your prayers at home are important. Your little ho- your home altar is important, but it's not like this. It's not like this. Reverence, reverence, super respect. Super awe. You know, Americans have a hard time with reverence and fear because we don't like to reverence anybody. We, we disrespect all of our leaders. We do. Not everybody respects them all, but almost all of some, us disrespect some of them. Let, let me tell you a couple of people that, that I have great reverence for. Number one, I mean of human beings on earth, I have great respect for Metropolitan Joseph. Why? Because he deserves it. It's important. If any of these priests sitting in here don't have reverence for him, they've got a serious problem. Not just because he's the boss, but he's our father in Christ. And when we greet him, we don't say, Hey, hi, Joel. Many of them greet him like this, and we all, when he's here, if he ever comes again, you ask his blessing. You treat him with reverence. I was in a place once where the minute he arrived in town, people from a parish were after him complaining. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. No, 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 no reverence. You know how I greet him? I'm two months short of 85. I have a few special privileges. I get to say, hi, Papa. But you know how I, now don't you ever do that. I don't even call him that, I call him, hi, Metro Papa. It's very respectful. And it's like this. Hello, Metropolitan Papa. Why do I do that? Reverence. Reverence. But to who else do I need to have reverence for? Timmy. Peggy. Deacon John. The priest Nicholas. Noah. We need to have reverence for each other. Why? Because Christ dwells in you. And I'm going to be disrespectful to someone who is created in the image of God? And in whom Christ dwells? And I'm going to call him a stupid idiot? That ain't reverence, folks. Reverence. Faith, reverence, and the fear of God. <clears throat> Here we go. If I can find it. Oh, I don't want a God that I'm afraid of. I grew up on the fear of God. I don't like that. I don't want a God with whom I, uh, of whom I'm afraid. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm scared to death. I am afraid of God, and I'm afraid of anybody who is not a God-fearer. Do you remember the story in the New Testament of the unjust judge? We call it, oh, we got a fancy name for it, the importunate woman. Who on earth knows what importunate means? It means she won't shut up. And so she keeps coming to this judge to give her justice, and he won't do it until finally he says, I'm tired already. And even though I do not fear God, I'm going to give her justice. Uh, god fears was actually in the New Testament. god fear is a technical expression in in Judaism in, in in New Testament times. A Gentile who was who hadn't actually converted to Judaism, but who was sort of a, this is not correct, but a catechumen uh, was called a Godfearer. Cornelius was a Godfearer. The Centurion, the Roman centurion. Folks, you need to fear God. I need to fear God. And if you can't if you can't come through those doors with the fear of God as well as reverence and faith, you got a problem, because God's not in perspective in your life. You know, there's a a passage in Hebrews 12:28, and I, the one reason I'm reading the passage, I'm I'm 99% positive that the the petition for those who with faith, reverence, and the fear of God enter herein. Uh, It comes from Hebrews 12, 28. And, uh, you know, Father Hopko uh, was very wont to say that, that the book of Hebrews and the book of Revelation is where so much of our liturgical things come from. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, blessed is the kingdom, okay, let us show gratitude, thanksgiving, Eucharist, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and fear. That's what it says. Ooh, fear. I can do reverence, but fear. God is love. That Old Testament, God, he's mean. and We've got a different God. Boy, if you have a different God, you ain't God. You haven't got God at all. You don't have God at all if you've got a different God from the Old Testament. But to temper this a little bit, Hebrews five seven. Speaking of Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears. Think garden of Gethsemane. To the one, the Father, able to save him from death, for he was heard because of his fear. And the word for fear there, and the word for fear in Hebrews 12, 28, are the only two times in the entire Bible where that particular word for fear is used. But it means deep, deep fear in the consummate se- uh, sense of ultimate, ultimate submission to God. Okay. You need to enter with faith, reverence, and the fear of God. Oh, I want so much that when you walk through those doors, this, this church, this church becomes so... Utterly special to you. Just special. It's not chit-chat place. Yes, you can greet each other. That's okay. But watch the conversation. Watch what you talk about. We got a coffee hour for crying out loud. And when we go to Tup- Tucker's Grove, we don't say toe. To. That's not the church gathered in the sense that it's gathered. Make this place so special. It is so holy. Finally, again, because you're here, in a few moments, the priest Nicholas is going to say, holy things are for the holy. Who? are the holy, you talk to me. Who are the holy? You are. We are. When the holy's around, you need to enter with faith, reverence, and the fear of God.